0: what's going on good people and welcome to live by the three a raptors podcast with your boy curly give me a follow on instagram at live by the period number three and on twitter at live by the zero three hit me up if you want to talk hoops or check it out for some raptors content and podcast news i am joined by longtime friend of the podcast nigel nicholas via raptors republic he is with us for the reaction pod against the miami heat tonight brother how are you man
1: i am Excellent baby. We're 500.
0: Yeah, 38 and 38 finally finally back at 500. And brother, you're you're bringing that energy. You had a late coffee, didn't you? No, buddy, I didn't. But you know what? I'm pumped. We're back at 500, baby. You know I love it. it. I love it. I love it, man. Well, you know, you know what it is. March 28th, the Raptors are playing host to the Miami Heat. The return of the Groat. Kyle Lowry who you know, didn't get a didn't have a Lowry type of performance tonight, but I think that's him adjusting to the role coming off the bench. You know, he's been getting a lot of flack from Miami Heat fan base. But, you know, I think whatever their situation is, whether it's play in or playoffs, they're gonna see his value. I imagine that he's gonna get up and rolling for that. But talking about tonight, Jimmy Butler not in the lineup, the Raptors are still without Gary Trent Jr. And Nigel, when we focus on this game and we look at some of the negatives from this game, I think we're both we both agree at the idea that the slow start had us both nervous when the game opened up 14 to 4.
1: Absolutely. You know, what? before the game, I was talking to someone and I said, no yak on BAM, play OG on BAM. And then Yak comes on Bam, and they took advantage of that right off the get-go. This is not Yak's game, right? Little not doesn't have the same quickness. They're a little bit, they played small. So I think that little start was a little bit due to the whole Yak Bam thing. That's where I'm going with it.
0: Yeah, I've said this multiple times during the pod, as you know. You know, teams are essentially trying to neutralize Yak by bringing him out to the perimeter where... You know, he's gotten better on his feet and laterally as well. But, you know, I I think the Raptors need to do a better job of hiding him uh, in the paint because, you, you know, you look at this game, Bam, bringing him out out of the comfort zone a little bit. You saw it against Brook Lopez. It seems to be a developing trend. Are, are we seeing the same thing, brother?
1: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the schemes that we're using. Uh, Nurse likes to put OG on the bigs, and that's going to leave him dealing with a guy who's going to be out on the perimeter, right? So I, I think a lot of that has to do with our schemes rather than any other reason.
0: Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is, like, we should stray away from it. Right, we don't want to have Yak on the perimeter. We don't want to have him in, he in the He likes that though. That He's
1: still in love with that small ball, man. He loves the vision. That i to say this hard. once. I'm only going to say this once. Yeah. Nick is a stubborn guy, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know you're right. He, he is stubborn. We know this, but I think it's something that they have to. You know at least acknowledge because when you're going into the postseason teams are gonna hunt down those mismatches where, you know it becomes far oh. more strategic it becomes a chess match i think it's something that the raptors are gonna have to fix going forward but that aside the raptors eventually got going and they were able second to,
1: unit right second, yeah, unit. The
0: second unit and led by scotty barnes
1: oh Oh my God! He, he How was, good was absolutely
0: this? tremendous. Like,
1: if this is the future, baby, I'm all over it because, like, this is so nice to see, wasn't it?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely dominant. He, he, I really felt that he set the tone for that run, and especially for that first quarter closeout. But then we go into the fourth. The Rafters had a very comfortable lead. It looked like the Miami Heat or were dead in the water. <laughs> I for one, and I'm sure you know as well, no lead is safe with the Miami Heat. It's not too, not too often you're gonna hold them down for the entire game. And needless to say, they went on the run. But the Raptors stopped doing what found them success for the first three quarters, especially the third quarter. the The communication defensively was. It was always a step late. They were leaving shooters open. The transition defense took a step back. What did you notice? Like, what was the reason behind this? I think this they got a little tired.
1: I thought they got a little tired. But I think that second unit transition was a little slow. I think Nurse could have changed that up a little bit faster. I thought Achua was playing great defense for the most part. Then at the beginning of the fourth, he was kind of kind of lost it a little bit, kind of left his assignments a few times, lost his assignments.
0: Things things uh, look, saw, just looked forced. It just looked yeah. a lot forced. It, it wasn't very comfortable as it was before.
1: Yeah, he need, they needed to make those changes a little bit faster, right? Get everyone in the flow of the game a little quicker. So it was just one of those things, right? I, I don't know. You know what? This team is always going to do something like that to but you know they held the bridge though buddy let's not get too negative there was a moment it was just a small moment but they brought it all back
0: that's perfect segue (laughs) to go into our positives and 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 i can't think of a better way to start off with the fourth quarter closeout yes they weathered the storm despite all their inefficiencies in the fourth they closed out the gaming and securing a much needed victory even though the heat outscored them they closed it out and, yeah. you know, our boy Fred Van Vliet coming in, he had an off game, but when he needed to make a big shot, give us that little bit of separation. And then even Jakob Pertl getting a very important two points in the fourth quarter to help seal the deal. You love it when it comes together for this team.
1: You know what I loved about that play? I love Scotty being in charge of that moment when he, Pascal gave him a ball, expecting the ball back. He said, no, no, no. Let me move that all the way into the corner over to uh, OG. He passes over there, OG. Yak makes a cut inside for that easy little play. It's like this guy is reading a whole different game now. It's totally changed the way he's seeing the floor. And that's what's really been impressive for me lately.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of another positive, Pascal. My goodness looked unstoppable getting to his spots getting to the free throw line his shots from three didn't go down but every single one of them looked good like i, I never felt uneasy about one of the shots that he took he went all for five from three but 26 points nine rebounds five assists on a block on 10 for 20 shooting six for six from the free throw line what has been the difference for pascal as of late
1: so i'm noticing he's not getting in to that post up as much that sit there, wait for it, and then go. He's moving with the ball a little bit better. Like, he's getting in movement, the ball. And I like to see that. He's not putting all the pressure on everyone else. You know what? I Can I just say one thing? When he does that foul line extended midi pull pull up goose, it's just so beautiful the way he goes straight up. and for that swish. Oh, it's just, he has moments where I think, wow. It's just so beautiful.
0: Another thing I like to add is is not settling on the catch when he's getting that ball, right? Yeah, he's going exactly. right into his move and yeah. it's and it, it's really keeping the defense uh, on its toes. Like we know he can get into the paint. We know that once he get in, gets into that mid-range, you're in trouble, but now teams are are challenging him on the three-point shot and it's opening up way more opportunities for him. But you know You went from Scotty, who was dominating in the first half, then Pascal took over. And then, you know, when the defense adjusts to that, another positive, OG Ananobi, he decided to make an appearance in the second half. My goodness. I mean, Tyler Hero still dropped 33 points, but he was still able to hold his own offensively. So only an 11-point difference. But I think what's so tremendous about OG's game as of late is that he's not only doing it all defensively and he's competing on that side of the ball, but he's able to give you that offense as well. I think that at times in previous seasons, we've seen him be exhausted defensively and he does not have the juice offensively. Now you see him... Picking his spots, knowing when to pressure the ball, knowing when to back off, knowing when to have team defense, he's really thinking the game a lot better. And it's showing in his numbers, 22 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, a 9 for 14 shooting, 4 for 9 from 3. And I think the 3 point shot has been a tremendous blessing for the Raptors, he rediscovered it.
1: So what I like about his 3 point shooting is normally he's great from the corners and not from the perimeter this game he went one of five from the corners three and three from the perimeter you know so three or four from the perimeter so that's fantastic and then his other shots everything else at the rim or just outside the the foot. so just great shot selection his part today and he's extending his game in a different ways and on top of it i love his creation he created a lot of nice looks for his team. Those five
0: assists, man. Those. Oh, he those are... with
1: five assists, brother. What is up with that?
0: You How know nice is that? I, absolutely, and and you know what's so great about this team right now is that everybody is clicking at the same time. You know. So and let's and let's let's sorry. talk
1: about that because I want to talk about sometimes that ball does stick with Fred and Pascal. Do you know what I mean? They're both waiting to see what was going, what's going on. Today, we saw a lot of it. As you said, it's out of motion. Boom, 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 boom. And I love that. That's a whole different thing for this team. And if we can actually do this on a consistent basis, I'm excited.
0: I agree. But I think what's, what's the difference is that when the ball is not in Pascal and Fred's hand, they're getting that production from OG, from Scotty. So it's making, the, it's making it a lot easier for a free-flowing offense. And... You're seeing it. People people are communicating. I mean, you look at that play where Scotty kicked it out to OG, which led to the Freddie corner three. You know, Pascal. He was he was surveying. He was looking at Yak, and then he noticed that Scotty Barnes had the mismatch, and it was just very simple. Like you know, boom, boom, corner uh, then, corner three.
1: But then again, okay, so Scotty with that ball. Is very egalitarian and who he passes to. Do you know what I mean? He's always, he doesn't care if you're being three or fourteen or whatever. He gets you the ball if you're open. And that's not something that we normally do see with Pascal and with Freddie as much. Do you know? They have their look always, they sometimes have certain key spots that they want everyone to go to and they're very comfortable in that making those passes too. But Scotty. He sees a he's he brings a different type of forward generalship to the game that we haven't seen with those two.
0: It is true, but I think that's partially because Scotty's not the perimeter threat like a Pascal and Freddie is. Also, I think a and lot he can't of that get by.
1: To do. He can't blow by guys as well, right? Okay. I get you. Right. I, I do agree with you. I do right. agree.
0: Right. So so I think it's a, it's really like a give and take. I do agree that you know sometimes when the guys are struggling, you see that Pascal and, and Freddie are holding the ball more. But I also feel that they're the ones that are going to be commanding that attention. So the more that they shoot, the ball is going to open up more opportunities, but sometimes we we've seen it go into the opposite direction where they're holding the ball too much. And then, you know, those guys, the others quote unquote are, you know, are basically bailout options, you know, but yeah, exactly. Think, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but but I think what you're seeing now is that everybody is playing with a certain level of confidence. OG has his shot. Scotty looks comfortable. Pascal, has rediscovered his MVP form. He
1: doesn't have the ball need to. We you know what? I'll tell you something. Now he does every play doesn't have to go through him. So that takes a lot of the weight off his
0: shoulders, right? Absolutely. And energy-wise. And, right. And in turn, it opens up those opportunities because now when when teams are reacting to Scotty now and they're reacting to OG, it's definitely gonna open up. So like I said, it's a give or take. It just it's really situational. And I think it's easy. When everybody is doing their part, and it's definitely easy when everybody is hitting, because now you can share the ball and not worry about a significant fall off. But all that being said, brother, the Raptors secure the victory, one hundred six to ninety two. Where oh, the hey, Miami- can not just a- say one thing more? Yeah.
1: Precious Chua today. We're gonna How get into much that, man. That we're are... get okay, into okay, God. okay. We're sorry, brother. I'm sorry. All right, let, let's get. Through I thought this. you. I thought you were making the segue there.
0: No, no, no we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there, brother. You see this, folks? You know, he gets so comfortable <laughs> on the pot, he starts uh, trying to bully. This is my pod still. You need to simmer down over there. The Miami <laughs> Heat shoot 32 for 80 from the field, giving them 40%. 10 for 33 from 3, uh, giving them 30%. But a very efficient 18 for 19. From the free throw line at just under ninety five percent, the Raptors shot forty five for ninety three from the field at forty eight percent. A dismal eight for thirty six from three at twenty two percent. Not too many times where you see the Raptors oh. shoot below ten and still win the game. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about how that happened. An eight for nine from the free throw line at just under eighty nine percent. Nige, you know we can go through the stats, but to me, the sixty two points in the paint to the the Heat thirty six oh. was all the difference in the game. And with the little cherry on top, the 32 assists to the Heat 18. That's unheard of, isn't it? It was beautiful, man. It was beautiful to see.
1: Real, real nice. Real, real nice. No, no.
0: A little honorable mention that fast break points twenty three to ten in favor of the Raptors. So they got they had the inside game going, they had the transition game going, and we've seen it multiple times when those two things are going for the Raptors, they normally win the basketball game.
1: The mid range, we we're we were kings of the mid range today. Uh sixty six sixty three point three all middies, sixty three point six from short mid and sixty two point five from when do we when do we control the mid like that? That's crazy. We were crafting three, don't get me wrong. But that mid range today was just it was fantastic.
0: You know, we keep talking about the offense, and you know, we didn't talk about the defense, man. Oh, hey, the de- we- the defense, man. My goodness, we. Had I mean, moments. we can. It definitely had moments, man, where it just was just chef kiss. The the heat. Yeah. You know, they have a lot of offensive options, and you know, mind you, you know, they were without uh, Jimmy Butler. You know, I hear he's pretty good. For him. Uh, yeah, he's 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 all right. He's an all yeah. right player. You know. Yeah. Here. But, you know, it it really put a lot of weight on Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tyler Hero was able to get his buckets, and that's his ability to stretch the floor. But Bam Adebayo, in particular, really had a frustrating time tonight. It was, you know, it was a 21-12, and but it was a very hard-earned 21-12. and And the Raptors forced the others to take a lot of shots. You know, you had Caleb Martin going three for eight. Lowry went one for six. Juice went one for three. Gabe Vincent was one for five. Kevin Love was one for five. Oladipo was two for seven. So realistically, it was just Bam and Tyler Hero. And I think a lot of that, you know, we got to give props to the Raptors defense tonight. For sure.
1: Our effective field goal percentage, we actually outshot them. When was the last time that happened? They were 46.8 and we were 53.3. That's crazy.
0: Crazy, eh?
1: We beat them in freaking the fiscal field goal percentage. We're used to possession guys, right? Today we're like, whoa!
0: And and I really felt that it it caught the Miami Heat off guard. I, I really felt that that was the case tonight.
1: Yeah, no, but, I think yeah.
0: But we'll we'll take it though. You know, no, we'll, we'll
1: take it. We'll I'm take happy, it. ecstatic, <laughs> ecstatic. Five hundred, so, baby.
0: Five hundred, baby. That's the theme of the show. Five hundred, baby. Now. Let's get into the individual performances. Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Yaku and Fred Van Gleet. Those were our starters tonight. We already talked about Pascal. We talked about OG. We talked about Scotty. Yaku tonight. We said the matchups were a problem. Foul trouble was a problem. But, you know, I don't pull a lot of weight into the plus minus, but he was plus 15 tonight. He got 10 rebounds. And like I said, he scored. very important two points and you know he he still did enough to be effective defensively And, and clearly giving us an opportunity with um you know 10 rebounds and three offensive rebounds or three opportunities second chance points how is Jakub still able to be effective without scoring the basketball
1: he's a smart smart guy he's just really smart and that allows him to get to the right spot he's like an old you know so I'm an old guy. I play soccer against young guys. And the only thing that allows me to even play in any way is that I know where that play is happening. You know, it's just patterns that have been developed. And you're the same at this point. You know where the plays are going. So he's got that old man smarts that he's always in the right spot. And he's not a step slow either. He's a little He's pretty fast for a guy his size too, right? That footwork is just... We've talked about this before, right? So, you know, he's just a smart, smart guy.
0: Yeah, the difference between you and Yasha, Pearl, <laughs> is that, you know, he's not lathering himself in icy hot after a soccer But uh, <laughs> I'm
1: right into the bath, man. I'm, like, right in the bath for 45 minutes.
0: My body is shuddering at that point. <laughs> 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 uh, our our leader, Fred Van Vliet, tonight, he wasn't ineffective. He wasn't inefficient as well. You know, 12 points, three rebounds, six assists, two steals, one block, five for 13 shooting from the field and two for nine from three. To me, I think the only alarming thing was there was no attempts from the free throw line. But what was also impressive is that he allowed those guys those opportunities when they were in rhythm. I think, you know, last game, we, when OG got hot, he had those 18 points in the first quarter. And I know he Freddie said after the game that, you know, when he's hot, they tried to find him. Well, that did not really happen in the second half until the later parts of the game. But you really saw the point of emphasis tonight where he was selecting his spots carefully. And when OG got going or when Scotty got going, he made it a point of emphasis for them to have the ball in their hand, And he was that bailout option. But it didn't cost us... Uh, in the half court, he was still effective. And like I said in the earlier part of the pod, he hit a big three when we needed it. Is, is this what you were... You, we've talked about this multiple times. Is this what you were saying to see Freddie get into this lowry S type of role and allowing the other guys yeah, to examine exactly. Ex-
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I want to see, that transition from Fred for being uh, shooter first into floor manager, right? That's Once he becomes that then this team is different, right? It's very, very different. And it's it's an adjustment. I get it, right? But he's a smart guy. You know, He and also everyone's moving. Well, if everyone's doing their thing, I think he doesn't have to feel as responsible for the team as he normally would.
0: Excellent point, so, I was going to say. Excellent point.
1: So I think that helps a lot if everyone kind of moves and does what they have to do. And they did today, right? Let's face it, they did. So I, I you know... I'm really, really happy the way he played five of thirteen. You know that's great. If that's, he wasn't feeling it, didn't push it when he did, and I like what he's doing now. He's getting to the bucket a lot better than he's ever been in his life career.
0: A tremendous development. I think what we saw from Freddie in the earlier parts of his career, he was able to get into those those movements and those actions with with ease, and now we're seeing that make a reappearance where he's not just settling for the off ball. He's not settling for those jump shots and. You know, the Raptors are better for it. And it's creating, and I think it's something that we've lacked for a long time. It's creating great drive and kick opportunities because now yeah. when he's sucking in those defenses, he's kicking out to Pascal, he's kicking out to OG, he's even kicking out to Scotty at times, and they're able to knock it down. But yeah, you made a tremendous you made an excellent point. It's a lot easier for Fred and you know, health-wise, too. He was under 40 minutes, yeah. under right. So that's a huge, huge huge bonus. That he's able to, you know, take a back seat and the Raptors still come away with victory. Tremendous to see. Let's get into the role. 41. It... Sorry, sure. cool. go ahead. Go ahead. 40, 41
1: minutes for Scotty, though. That's that's unusual, don't you think? It, uh,
0: it, if there's anyone that's going to be playing 41 minutes, it better be Scotty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't mind, right? You don't mind.
0: I, I definitely don't mind. And, and you know what? I, what I love about him playing those 41 minutes is that. I think at times last season we kind of saw Nick Nurse kind of mismanage him when he's in rhythm and when he's dominating. Mm-hmm, he'll mm-hmm. bring him out just you know to to give him a little bit of a breather. And I think tonight he he had it rolling, and Nick Nurse is like, you know what, you you run with it. And I think the Raptors were better for it, and he responded well. Yeah, I mean we talked about it. Twelve assists, a double double, man, and, and plus with the seven rebounds, you you really can't complain. Yeah, but,
1: almost a triple double there from Scotty, huh?
0: Brother, we have we have two guys that flirt with triple doubles when everything is clicking in Pascal and Scotty Barnes. Like, how many teams can say that? Yeah, It's, true. It, it, very it's true. unheard of. Unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let, let's get into the role players. Chris Boucher tonight, twenty eight minutes. He was very aggressive, and I think that's what I like. That's what I love. I, I he he went four for twelve and only getting eight points and five rebounds. But I love that he's being aggressive. He brought the energy. And, yeah. Super he, energy. But that's what we that's what we want yeah. him to do, yeah. right? We want Defensive him to rebound energy get out there, get out there jump, absolutely jump, jump. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? Even though he didn't get anything going down uh from the perimeter, he was in the mid-range, brother. He was in the paint. Something that well, this is unheard is new, of, isn't it? Well, this is new. <laughs> unheard- we I haven't seen this that- since preseason. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen this in Florida, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is like, yeah, there is something so I have my issues with Chris like uh, he doesn't have that feel for the game sometimes you know what I mean well most of the time but you got he knows what he is now which he didn't know last year and that's a guy who has to bring it and bring the energy and try and do as much as possible in that time he has and he does.
0: Does the dirty work for us, right? Sometimes he, yeah. he takes a beating for it, but yeah. he does the dirty work and, and the Raptors are better for it. But let's talk about your boy, Precious Tujula, that you wanted <laughs> to talk at the top of the pod. <laughs> I'll just leave you to it. He oh, best Bessie's looked, best. He's best he's looked he's, in quite a while, 12 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. He was everywhere tonight. And also very efficient. Got those two big threes later, and the second part, the second half of the game. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The floor is yours, brother. Talk about. Well, Precious.
1: what I liked about Precious today more as that chemistry he's building with Scotty. That pick and roll that those two were doing. So my big thing with Precious is he's that guy who's sometimes all flash and not enough substance, meaning that he doesn't have the basics down. He wants to do the slams and the threes and do all the other stuff. But I'm more worried about his passing. I'm worried about the way he sets screens, the way he uh, blocks out on, on uh, rebounds. All of those things, sometimes he just does not do, right? He's worried about other things. So, But today, he brought all of that stuff at a different moving the ball so well. The passing from him today was, this is what you want. He looked smart out there. And sometimes Precious does not look smart out there with the ball, right? Looks clumsy.
0: I've been on record talking about how much precious gives me a headache, but I think <laughs> it, it, it's. But it's the give and take, you know. It's it's that chaos. He's that chaos agent. Alassane, Sometimes Alassane, too so, much, right? right? Sometimes too much, but I think you know he he's definitely a roller coaster. You know the peaks and yes. valleys. Bit of it all. No, you know? today
1: I thought was like the perfect precious game. He had the great matchup, didn't have a big, big to look after. He didn't have, he had Bam's right size guy for him that, that the size differential was good for him playing that center role. That was perfect. Didn't need Coloco today. I think Coloco would have been a little bit out of his depth. Uh, but I really like that pick and roll that they're doing. He's actually creating space on those picks. He's actually putting a body on someone, which he hasn't been doing. And then the ghosts he's doing, he's, going, he's rolling really nicely. There's a nice little thing going on between those two guys. And I'm really happy, excited about
0: that. For me, personally, it would have to be the self-regulation. Like, he came out super aggressive, you know, like you said, going for those those highlight reel type of plays. Yeah, and, then yeah, he really, yeah. and then he really slowed it down. And then he got into those actions, started doing the little things, and then it opened up. And then he went back to the highlight plays or the home run plays, you know, the, with the couple threes in, in, in the second half of the game. And I, and I think that's the challenge for Precious, is knowing when to be super aggressive and knowing when to dial it back and knowing to do those... Those little things, those high IQ plays uh, that will definitely make him more effective and less of a liability when he's coming in.
1: Um, did you notice? Okay, do you remember last year? Uh, every time we saw a Precious at the end of the year, he'd come up with some new type of dunk, right? It was just all flat, tons of flashy stuff. And Nick was just saying that, you know what? We always tell him he doesn't have to do so many different types of dunks, just one or two of a certain play, but he wants to do it all. And sometimes I think that's the problem with Precious. He tries to do too much without understanding having a full grip of the of his bag as he has it. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: I think he's just he's just trying to do too much right like right off the bat. You know, get wait till you get into the flow of the game and then choose your spots. And I think we saw a lot of that more in the second half than we did in the first half. But last and definitely not least, Jeff Dowden. You know. He does a lot of things. I've said this multiple times, but he does a lot of things that don't always show up on the stat sheet. You know, he's playing the passing lanes well. He he's a great secondary help. You know, he plays his position well, and he's that game manager. You know, I hope the Raptors front office is, is listening. Let's stop playing games. Let's get him off that two-way contract, and let's give him a guaranteed deal. Because if we can get that solidified point guard play. Going into the postseason is definitely going to bode well for the Raptors.
1: Yeah, I think with Jeff Downton, uh, it's just a matter of time before he does get signed, right? That's how I see it. It's just who's going to, who, who are you going to, okay, who are you taking off at this point to get let him into the team?
0: Well, I, I saw something online where if Thad plays a certain amount of games, he gets like a $500,000 bonus. Yeah, and I th- and I think that's what we're kind of seeing with the DMPs, and I gotta give, give a shout out to uh Aaron Rose for that. He 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 brought it to my attention. I think that's what the Raptors are trying to do, so they don't go in o- over the luxury talks with Thad. And if they are going to do it, that at least they're gonna have that money for Jeff Doughton, and hopefully guarantee his contract going into the postseason. Well, he, they I think to, I, still I, gotta
1: I, cut someone though, right? You need to. Cut, it's either gonna be Downton. I mean, not downton's guy. They're gonna be. Uh, Malachi is, uh, is good for next year. Now, Thad has $1 million guaranteed for next year of that eight. You've got Wieskamp, who's not guaranteed for next year. And you got Banton, who's not guaranteed for next year. So who are you going to make a cut?
0: You know, take, take your pick, honestly. Uh, to me right now, Jeff Dowden is a far more important piece than any of the guys that you've mentioned. So, I mean, I would hate to see any of them go. But, uh, you know, my first pick would be Thad. And then I would like to hold on to to you know the Banton and the Wieskamp. camp. I think there's there's some still some juice. There's meat on the bone, as they say. Whatever it takes to get Jeff Downton, I think to me he's very important. And a good insurance policy. Um, oh yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. One well, what more can we said?
1: One thing about Downton is he's not aggressive out there, right? He's kind of still is he doesn't want to make any mistakes. Right offensively, defensively, I love what he's doing. Sometimes no, doesn't go through screens as, as hard as I'd like him to go through, but he peels off real nice. He, he's defensively fantastic, right? I like him to be a little more aggressive offensively. What do you think?
0: You know what I think about Jeff Dowden when he comes into this game or any game? I, I, he's really just trying to make the right play. And I think that, you know, maybe the two way deal probably hangs over his head. I think once you, you know, shed the shackles of the two-way and give him the guaranteed money. I think you're going to see him
1: be That's a little point. bit more, a
0: point. little bit more effective. He's probably learned
1: he's... from Malachi. What do you think?
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, whatever oh, leash that he got <laughs>
1: over there? huh? Nurse knows how to pull that leash fast if you mess up.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I really feel that he's just staying patient. He's not looking to try to dominate the game. He's he's creating for for the others. You know. I mean, he's doing a slightly better job than Will Barton, right? You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. For sure uh, at for that sure. point guard experiment, I'm glad that's over with. But certainly hope that he can come back a lot sooner rather than later. But I, I that's how I feel about Jeff Down. He's just waiting for his opportunity. And, you know, we, we've seen it. You know, shot clock running down. He's open for the three. He takes it. He's not afraid to take it. And I think that's what we need. We, we don't need players that are going to play timid when they're coming in come in there, make your mark, and I really feel that that embodies Jeff out in this game. You know what I
1: mean? I 100% agree. Once he gets that contract, that's a whole different... We'll see a different level of confidence coming out of him. So, at this point, he's playing for that contract. Next, he'll be playing for minutes. So, when we get to that point, that's going to be a different guy.
0: Yep, I, I totally agree, and I'm definitely, definitely here for it. But, brother, we are at 500. The Raptors are, are hitting the road now, taking on the Philadelphia 76ers on March 31st with a 7 p.m. tip-off. A lot of history between Philly and Raptors. A lot
1: the Raptors. of history. You
0: know, a lot of history. We don't really, history. really dissect it. But this is an important game for the Raptors. I mean, every game is an important game for the Raptors at this point in the season. They have an MVP and Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, is finding his stride that the role players are stepping up when they need to they have lost some games some winnable games that they should have won but there's just something about the toronto philly matchup that always ends up being like a very emotional game tempers are flaring very aggressive i think we're gonna see much of the same brother what do you what do you think
1: so I wonder if they're gonna play Embiid. This is my number one thing. I feel like he's if he know he hates playing against us because he knows he's gonna get everyone charging at him. Uh, I don't know what it's gonna be like now we got Yak, but I feel that N- Nurse is under his skin a little bit. He's owning a little bit of headspace in there, so he's definitely gonna bring it. So I wonder whether he's gonna be in there to start with. Right, well,
0: he, he has been wrestling with the calf. he's on record saying he's playing a lot of minutes, and that's why you know sometimes he looks sluggish and whatnot. But that's a brilliant point, man. We don't know if he's gonna play, but brother, let's assume okay. that he's gonna play. Let's assume that he's gonna play. Um, there is some time that you know things might improve, his health might improve, and he, he might play or he might not play. He might take a mental day instead of a physical day. You know, seeing that Nick Nurse has some real estate in his head, but. <laughs> but as we look at the keys to victory i mean there's there's no way you're gonna stop joel and beat you can only hope to contain him with a talent that great i think for me one of the point of emphasis is focus on the others they have a lot of players that can stretch the floor out tyrese maxey you know what he did to us last season james harden is still a threat tobias harris has found his step a little bit I think if you can contain the others, you're, you're going to have a, a, a better shot of winning this basketball game. What do you think?
1: Well, let's not nurse his style, right? And if there's one thing we know about Nick Nurse, he is stubborn, right? So hes I don't think he's going to change that up. I think he's going to stick to keeping his eye on Embiid, putting a lot of pressure on him and then making the others beat you that's 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 been the game plan since day one with this guy right and we've had a lot of success thanks to mr gasol i'm not saying yakub is gasol like there's you know there's a lot of strength in uh gasol that we don't have in yak so having said that it's going to be interesting to see what changes are made to that game plan if we're gonna be sending as much as we were if we even go with og back at that center spot to defend who knows what that guy will do with him i got a feeling he might do that though i think he might send og back in there and do it go back to his old game plan just to mess with him a little bit
0: for me is is patience I think the Raptors are definitely going to have to be patient. They can't be overly aggressive because you don't want to leave James Harden open. You don't want to leave Tyrese nope. Maxey open. You don't nope. want to leave, and you don't want to leave their shooters open. So I think it really has to be situational. I'm okay with OG guarding centers if it's not detrimental to the rest of the team's defense. I'm definitely okay with them sending different looks, but I think you have to be. Patient, because the Sixers do have a lot of weapons. So let's not gamble too much. I think would be another key thing to take away. Another key point: the transition game. The oh, Sixers, so can I, sorry, before you sorry. go
1: further, I just want to say one thing.
0: Sure.
1: Um, normally, they're used to Gary Trent being out there, and Harden tries to pick on him as much as possible. Right? He'll take that pick and roll just to get just to get uh, on one on one with uh, Gigi I don't think he's gonna have that ability to do that this time. There's the five guys out there, he doesn't want a piece of any of them. I, I don't see.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a fair point. So I guess, you know, we're talking about James Harden. Are you more inclined to keep OG on James Harden and
1: Yeah, I would definitely that's I would like to see it go I would like to see it go straight up, right? Yak on Embiid, Harden on uh, I mean OG on Harden. That's ideally what I think is the right move, but I will say I have a lot of negatives to say about Nurse, but when it comes to X's and O's, take him over me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but you you know it, you bring up a great point. I think that's something that has been missing from the Raptors is, is being an honest defense. You have the players that you can. I
1: think afford. it's way too complicated. As I yeah, said,
0: yeah, keep it simple because you have the athletes. I mean, that's what you were building this team on. You know, having yep. the athletes, having the switchability. You know, trust them. Trust them until you. It gives you a reason not to trust them. You know what I'm saying? One hundred, right? So having having defensive anchors in a Jakobertel and OG, and you know, Freddie has been better as of late at the point of attack. You know, I I don't see him containing Tyrese Maxi. He's just too much of a blur. But you know, at least you have those spots in the defense where you can really, in those moments. Play them straight up and, and force the offense to play perfect basketball essentially once the defense is clicking right.
1: Don't forget Philly's also gonna be coming off a back to get back against uh Dallas, right? Very tricky. So that's so that's gonna I, I'm really I'm interested to see whether MB is gonna be there. I'm also interested to see whether what Boston plays for the last two games as well. I got a feeling that uh, we're not gonna see too much of uh the two big uh players there. We play Boston as well, so I'm hoping, buddy, that everything just kind of opens up for us to get all the way to the six. Am I wrong? Am I crazy?
0: Uh, uh, No, I don't think you're crazy at all, brother. I think it would be great, but you know, speaking of the back to back, I know I'm talking about the you know, the limiting the transition opportunity. I think the point of emphasis, run them out of the gym, you know. Have we ever done that 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 though?
1: We never, it's there, but it's
0: there though. I mean, you saw it tonight, you know, 20 points. Uh, in transition, plus the points off turnover, I think it was around 20 as well, if I'm not mistaken. But this is the time where these top C's, you know, like the Boston's and Milwaukee, and you can throw in Philly uh, as well, where they're going to want to rest guys. This is the time for the Raptors to exploit them and, and, and really take advantage because the Raptors are clicking at the right time. And, and some of these teams that they're facing, they're thinking the long game. They want to get into the postseason. They want to get in there healthy, uninjured. And all that great stuff. The Raptors are going to have to play to their strengths, and I think the transition offense, run them out the gym, and increase your chances of winning a basketball game. Especially if Joel Embiid is not there. Who, who, who's really stopping the Raptors? Or was it like Reed or or or, or Tobias Harris anchoring that defense? Come on, man. Run them out the no. gym.
1: That's that's the game plan always. It just you know for some reason, I th- this team has an ability to play down to its opponents. We've seen that happen, right? With the moment it is we the
0: frustrating trade yeah. that they have. It's it really really is. Yeah, but you're right. So so that's the problem we're thinking Sometimes. positive brother we're thinking positive right? i
1: love buddy i'm the right. one who's thinking we're gonna make it all the way to the sixth spot <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing i don't know if that's positive
0: or stupid but i'm just saying that you know what
1: come on come on six come on six come on
0: i i definitely feel that it it is achievable and and if the raptors are playing this way I mean let, let's face it like this was a good this was a team talking about the Miami Heat that the Raptors could have played down and they did it yep. Yep. you know what I mean they They yep. knew that they had to bring it tonight yep. and they did and 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 you know the, and the, the TNT, great game right and the TNT broadcast you know Jamal Crawford said it best they looked like a team that was playing for something and I think oh, you that's did that? something. We didn't hear that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fl- once oh. once the Canadian broadcast was over, I flipped over because I definitely <laughs> want to hear. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, The Americans sure. have to say, but yeah. I, I think we're 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 basically alluding to the idea that any one of those top seeds, they definitely don't want to play us in the first round, especially with the way that we have it clicking. But I think the biggest question mark is, are they going to maintain this level of play? We got a couple games against Charlotte. That idea of playing down to a to the competition. Can definitely make a reappearance. That's the
1: million dollar question with this right, team. Right, right. How did we lose to uh, Indiana? That's still a heartbreaker, right?
0: You know, Nige, I bring you on this pod to focus <laughs> on the present, not to open up old wounds. But I no, mean, you're you're I mean, you're I mean. you're, ab- you're absolutely right, though, because you know these games matter mathematically. These mm. games matter. Atlanta won tonight, got a big mm. win over Cleveland. A huge win. You know what I mean? That one game could have made all the difference. Plus that one against Washington on that road trip. You know, you you, oh. you can take your pick. You so know? many
1: heartbreakers this so year.
0: So many heartbreakers. But focusing on the now, they're playing great basketball. The team is clicking at the right time. And you want to make a prediction, brother? Are, are we securing a dub against the Sixers?
1: But I'm not putting any money on it. <laughs> but, yes, I'm guaranteed. Guaranteed.
0: Yeah, oh, you're, you're pulling the Barkley? I guarantee. All right, bro. Hey, you heard it here for uh, first, folks. Nigel I'm not saying
1: guaranteed. don't don't bet on this. Don't sue me if you go, if you fail, okay?
0: If you lose that bet, let, come, come to Nigel. It, his, his handle will be on Twitter. You hit him up. You guys can deal with Nigel there. Oh <laughs> but, no, I'm God. with you, brother. I'm with you, brother. I think they secure... I think the Raptor secure. I feel
1: thing. like in the momentum side of that right now, um sure. if, there, if there's any good feelings of getting back to 500, finally after the frustration that we've dealt with and getting butting our heads against that so many times and finally getting through the door, come on, let it rain. Let uh, it rain.
0: I'm all for it, brother. And that feels like a great place to leave off this pod. Thank you to all listeners new and old for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. Nigel, my brother... Thank you for joining me. Thank you for bullying your way into this reaction pod. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, folks. I had no choice. I'll be honest with you, folks. It was an idea of mine, but I figured it was a little last minute. And, of course, Nigel hits me up. He says, hey, you want to do a pod? And, you know, as you can tell, it's always a great time with him. So, brother, thank you. Let the people know what you got on tap, man.
1: But you know i've been a little slacking off lately oh, as, you've been, as you know i haven't put come any on. pieces out lately <laughs> but i gotta get going again actually you know what i am doing i'm going to jamaica next week baby oh, okay. so i'm gonna miss that last week away so that's all i got on my mind right now Um excited for what's going on with this team back to 500 thank you very much curly for letting me be a part of this i've been waiting for this to happen it's 50 games baby since they've been here so I'm really excited. Thank you for letting me get all of my words out today because I had a lot to say. Thank you, sir. You're always the best. I love being here with you.
0: uh I, lo- I love having you here, brother. And and it's definitely a mutual respect. And you are welcome anytime, invite or not. Okay, you know, you, <laughs> you're welcome anytime, <laughs> folks. If you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, if you
1: haven't, you're crazy not to, because you know what. This man brings it day in day out. He's like he's like the mailman, no matter what rain, sunshine, snow, he's always there with the pods.
0: Thank you for keep. I was very concerned which mailman you were talking about, so I'm definitely glad that you were talking about the I don't real even mailman. know what, the, what else are you were talking about. We will save that for after the pod, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again. And until the next episode, everyone, please continue to stay healthy and stay safe. Good people. Peace. Peace.